In March of 2020, the world went into panic mode. Countries were closing down their borders. People shut down their homes and were choosing to now interact with each other in a virtual world. COVID-19 spread quickly across continents, creating confusion, causing chaos, and infecting people with the deadly coronavirus. The island of Dominica did well in the first few months with managing their cases and sharing COVID-related information to its residents. Everyone appeared to be in a time-lapse as press briefings occurred regularly to update the people on the cases, the protocols, and measures that were being taken to protect Dominicans from the virus. I wanted to know how women were doing during this time. I wanted to hear from the experiences of single mothers, businesswomen, doctors, professionals, and students. Welcome to Black Island Girl. I am your host and narrator, Jail Joseph. You're about to embark on a series of stories of Dominican women and their experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. This episode is called Amy. I want you to take me back. Um, I'll try and take yourself back to March of last year when you heard that the world was pretty much shutting down, countries were shutting down, and it, soon Dominica would shut down. What were you doing? Where were you when you learned that? Okay, I was still here working. Um, at that point, I, I, my first thought was, oh my God, I have to cancel any vacation plans that I have <laughs> because I usually travel annually and me and my mom look forward to that so that is one of the first things that popped up to my mind initially we didn't really think that it was going to hit home the way that we saw it in the media so initially we were not that worried about covid until it actually hit us (laughs) so that was my first thought and then of course um trying to prepare in the event that it got to that so ensuring that we got all sanitizers for work and home amy is in the financial industry in dominica she's a mom of a three-year-old little girl but when the world went into lockdown her daughter would have been two initially last year it wasn't an issue um because for some reason i think some daycares were still open. So there is actually a daycare in my area where I was able to put my daughter because last year um, when when the country was shut down, I am an essential worker. I'm, I'm not a frontline worker, but the banking industry, hey, we have to remain open. So luckily we had reduced hours last year. 
So that was able to work out um, fine for me. I was happy to come home earlier. How did you fare out? So, so one of our main challenges was the fact that um, both of our parents are out of state. Majority of our family are out of state. So we had very little people or very few persons that we could call on or count on for babysitting. So that, that was just um, a stress to find someone to, to babysit. And one of those days I was so um, stressed out that I, I just put out a notice on Facebook, I'm looking for a babysitter. And I know that I can't take just anybody, but I, I just felt like I was desperate at that point. I, I needed somebody. In the interim, um, I ended up having to leave her either by a neighbor or her dad would have her with him while he worked. And it was very stressful. You can imagine I'm at work and I'm just wondering, you know, is she okay? And I'm calling on video call every hour, you know, just to make sure that she's okay. Was it a neighbor that you knew or is it just- Yes, a neighbor that I know, I know and that I trust. I wouldn't just leave her with anybody. I am very, that's another thing. I'm very, very, very particular when it comes to my child. So that in itself to sit down and think, where or who can I possibly get that I can trust to watch my child? It's, it's, it's a, a main challenge. When I heard the announcement, you know, I thought, um, did the authorities think this through? I mean, there are persons who have nobody that they can count on to, to look after their kids if there are no daycares. Did they even think about that? There are some of us who are workers that have to be at work. And where are you going to leave your child? You cannot bring your child to work. I'm a supervisor of the operations unit. And that, that in itself, I am also a member of the country management committee. So I'll tell you what, one day I sat down and I cried. Like, I felt like I was in between a rock and a hard place because I am not someone that can just sit by and say, well, I'm not coming to work today. I don't have somebody to watch my child. I have to set the example. I have to be there every single day. And uh, I, I just felt like, what am I going to do? Did, and did you talk to your employer and did you, did you have eventually i did when i felt like i wasn't getting anywhere because whilst when when the news came i was able to juggle between the neighbor and her dad it became a bit of an issue because some days he was really busy and some days the neighbor had to work online it became a bit of an issue when i thought i had something temporary it was just really just temporary for a week or or two, no more than two weeks. That was my temporary solution. She had run out of options with no one to watch her little girl because the daycares were closed. She needed to find an alternate solution quickly. I was supposed to go to my boss. And my boss is actually out of state and uh, because I report um, to someone else in the region. And uh, I thought... You know, I'm not a frontline um, staff with customer facing. So I thought, I don't see why not. I have the capability 
to work online. I don't see why not, but they did not see it that way. You know, uh, the response was, you know, you manage a very small team, you're the supervisor, you have to be there, overrides are needed, things need to be overseen, we cannot see you working from home while the others are at work. And that, you know, of course, broke me. I felt like, you know, I thought the company would be more understanding to staff and the option is there available to staff. So why is it not being used? Why is it not being offered? I was I was heartbroken to find out that, you know, the the response to, to my request was not a positive one. And and even if they told me, you know, maybe try to think of a of a different scenario or see if I can work less days and, and I just I just didn't see it happening. I just I just felt how did that make you feel knowing that you were pretty much put in a position to choose your work over your child? You have no idea, no idea. And like I said, because I am part of management, it it made it even more difficult. Um, not only that, my my moral values and, and ethical values would not permit me to just sit, sit at home. You know, I believe in working for fair days day for fair days day. I I'm not somebody that calls in sick just like that. So um, I sat down really, and it, it was really difficult. It was I was really between a rock and a hard place because you need to work and you 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 need somewhere to put your daughter, your child, and you can't just put your child by anybody. That's the harsh reality. Difficult for us working women in this twenty first century. I mean, people people feel like um, you know. Now is the time for us to, to be on top and to be out there, to be successful. But there's so much to it, being a working mom in this time. And COVID sort of just tripled things. <laughs> no, I have co-workers who, who have kids who have online school and they have no one to to look after their kids that is a totally different ball game and and for me as a supervisor i had to understand because i myself was in the same situation and sometimes somebody would say you know i have to come in late today because i have to help with online school in the morning or the parents need to be present for for x activity and getting her ready in the morning. And I had to be understanding because I know how it is now. I was in the situation, why it's not the same situation. And, and I've seen other supervisors and other managers be completely cold about the situation. And I said, no, you can't be.
eventually, you know, I, I started asking around and um, my daughter is currently with the teacher. So I am paying her teacher to babysit basically. It's somebody that I trust, it's somebody that I know, somebody that is within my area. So that became my solution. Just knowing that you have all of this going on, was yeah. there any support, like any therapy, any counseling, anything that was offered to you, even from your place of employment? Um, generally, there is a counselor um, that is offered, I believe during COVID time, um, they did mention it, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't something that, that was readily available, I would say. I mean, you know it's there. It's, it's somebody that you don't know. Um, you have to make X, Y, Z contact, and then they put you onto the contact. And I don't know, people don't generally um, reach out that way. How did you manage your own mental health? Wow. Uh, I tried my best as I could um you know sometimes you just need like a break you just need to to go out you need to exhale <laughs> and um for me music music is a good therapy for me and um sometimes i would take a trip to the countryside and go to the river are you okay i'm okay for now <laughs> a few weeks ago i i was not but right now i am i'm at a better place now yet a few weeks before this interview amy learned that the company which she had worked for for the last 12 years may be shutting down its operations in the next few months so with all of this covid going on um, the the fear is a possibility of what if I don't have a job next year. How does that make you feel? I was very anxious at first. Very anxious. Where what's your thought process like as to what's going to happen next for you? The opportunities are not so vast and so quickly available in Dominica. So so this is of course a scare. However, um, at this stage, I would say that I am I am optimistic because I have confidence in my qualifications and my value. So um, I'm hopeful that whatever um, decision is taken thereafter, that I will be okay. This was Amy's COVID-19 experience. This podcast series called Dominican Women, My COVID-19 Experience was taped over a two-week period in October of 2021. It was funded by the Clara Lionel Foundation as part of Internews' Eastern Caribbean Small Grants Program to support the production of stories of COVID-resilient groups and communities in Barbados and Dominica. 
Dominican Women, My COVID-19 Experience was recorded in person and virtually and produced by Black Island Girl Multimedia. Thank you.